Have you registered your business? Do you know what that means? That's what we talk about in episode 42 of Social Media Simplified. You're listening to Social Media Simplified with Lara Wellman, the podcast for business owners who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow their business online. A topic that comes up a lot in my Facebook group and just in conversations with clients is about registering your business and what that means. There's being a sole proprietor, there's being a partner, there's incorporating, there's registering a name, there's having a business number, there's all these moving parts. And so I invited Megan Cornell to join me on the podcast and talk it all out. Let's jump into that interview now. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Megan. I'm going to start off by having you introduce yourself and telling everybody a bit about what you do. Great. Thanks for the invitation, Lara. Really appreciate it. So I'm a business lawyer based in Ottawa. Uh, we, our law firm is called Momentum Business Law. So we deal with small and medium businesses every day with their entire range of business needs, whether that's incorporating all the way to selling their business for hopefully millions and millions of dollars. And we have clients all over Ontario. The way our legal system works, you have to practice within a certain province. But for the most part, with the exception of Quebec, um, our business law is the same across Canada for the most part. Great. Yeah. So that that comes up. So all the Canadians who are listening, a lot of this conversation that we're going to have should apply to them. Exactly. Excellent. So what we were going to talk about today is businesses, the kinds of businesses, how you register your business, all of that kind of stuff comes up a lot for people. And they're not even sure really what that means, right? What am I supposed to do to legally run a business? Exactly. So we'll often get asked, you know, do I need to register my business? And that's a way more complicated question than the person asking it usually thinks it is. So I'm going to touch on three different answers to that general question of, do I need to register my business? So first, we're going to talk about incorporation and whether when you say register your business, you you should incorporate, whether that's something that is the right thing to do for your business. And then we're going to touch on registering to carry on business within a certain jurisdiction, which usually means within Canada means within a certain province, but it, it could mean elsewhere. And specifically online businesses, it's a big head scratcher for people who operate online. And then the third one is registering your business name, which is sort of a baseline for what you need to do in Ontario if you're operating a business, even if you're not incorporated. Yeah. So there's a lot of different pieces and knowing where to start can be really confusing. Exactly. So we'll start with incorporation. If you are operating a business and you're so far not incorporated, or even if you're just thinking about starting up your business and you're not sure whether you should incorporate, the first answer we always have for you is go talk to your accountant. And the reason for that is that a corporation is considered a whole new person. So it has a whole tax world surrounding it and it's separate from you. So if your personal tax situation is one where it makes more sense for you to stay a sole proprietor, then there's no point spending the money to incorporate and more to the point paying every year for another set of financial statements and tax returns. Unless, of course, you know how to do that on your own and you're much smarter than me, um, in which case you don't have extra fees every year. 
So that's always our first answer is go talk to the accountants and then we can talk to you about what the incorporation process looks like if the accountant thinks it's a good idea. The one kind of caveat to that is if you're in a business where you think there needs to be some distance between you personally and your client or customer base in terms of liability. So for example, a restaurant owner, we would always suggest that you incorporate because there's a lot of potential liability around owning a restaurant. And it's better to have that liability rest with this new person called your corporation than it is to have it rest with you. It could be that you're in an area of business, um, let's say whitewater rafting, and you know that there's some chance that you're going to get sued because someone gets injured. That's another business type that even from day one, you probably want to think about incorporating. So those are that, that falls into the category of liability reasons to incorporate. And they're very specific to your own business. The warning we always give before you go and spend the money to incorporate is that as a small business, you as the business owner are usually asked to guarantee any kind of debts of the corporation. So for example, if you're entering into a lease for your new business, you're going to have a storefront. If you're a small business that hasn't been around for very long, the landlord almost always asks you to personally guarantee that lease. So when it comes to financial liabilities, whether it's the bank, the landlord, if you're financing equipment for your new business, you're probably not going to succeed in insulating yourself from those liabilities by incorporating. Which is interesting because I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons I've ever heard people say they should incorporate. Exactly. Yeah. And so if you take the leap and spend the money to incorporate and kind of create this whole infrastructure around having a corporation, it could be that you're, at least in the early years, you're, you've not provided yourself that much personal protection in any event. You know, an operating line of credit, the bank will usually have a very small window for a new business um, for it not to be personally guaranteed. And then after that, you're essentially putting your house up as a small business owner. So again, it's good to do your homework before you decide to incorporate and get the big picture. You may still decide to do it, even though you're doing these personal guarantees, but it's good to know what you're going to actually be able to protect yourself against and what you're not. Absolutely. Okay, that's that's really interesting. So then what about the next part of, of being able to operate a business? So whether you're a new person as a corporation or whether you're just Lara Wellman, sole proprietor, you are required to carry on business within Canada anyway, in the jurisdiction that you are actively carrying on business. Now, to make matters more complicated, every province has its own definition of what that means. But as a rule of thumb, if you are, certainly if you have a storefront in a jurisdiction, if you have salespeople in a jurisdiction, or if you're doing a good portion of your business in a particular province, you probably need to register to carry on business there. Okay. And in some provinces, that's really easy to do. And in some provinces, it's not so easy to do. Ontario, it's very easy and it's free. It's the only province in Canada that's free to carry on, uh, register to carry on business in. The reason that the province wants to know you're carrying on business, 
surprise, surprise, is because they want to collect provincial taxes from you if you're carrying on business there. Okay. So if you're an online business, how do you determine, am I carrying on business somewhere? And we'll often have people say, oh, I registered to carry on business in every province because I'm selling online services to everyone across Canada. I am going to go out on a limb and say you almost certainly did not need to do that. Okay. Whether you need to collect taxes from somewhere or not usually is determined on whether you're actually providing a good in that jurisdiction. But if you are thinking because you have one person in Nova Scotia that uses your services, you need to register um, to carry on business in Nova Scotia, you're probably wrong. Okay. So it's a good thing to get chat with a lawyer about because it can be quite costly. So we'll take the Nova Scotia example. It's $300 to register to carry on business in Nova Scotia. And you have to file an affidavit or a notarized application in original with two original copies, which means you're getting a lawyer in Nova Scotia or you're having your Ontario lawyer do it. It's a big production, actually. So you either decide to just take your chances and that odd client that's somewhere you're not going to worry about, and that's my non-legal recommendation to you, okay. <laughs> just do it that way, or if you get a substantial amount of business and or have uh, a physical footprint in that jurisdiction, then you should consider looking at your need to register to carry on business there. And the best thing to keep in mind about that is the reason to carry on business really is that that province wants to know that they should be collecting taxes from you. Okay. So once you have that kind of straight in your head that that's what that's about, it helps you kind of think, okay, yeah, I'm shipping one product to this one person here once, or I'm, I've got one client um, that I do a bit of work for. It sort of helps put some context into uh, it needs to be fairly substantial before you, you need to register to carry on business there. Because they're not really going to care about your $82 worth of taxes that you didn't file? Is that sort of what you mean? For, yeah, for the most part. Okay. And when you incorporate, if you, the other misconception on that registering to carry on business question is that in Canada, you can register as a corporation, incorporate either in a province or at the federal level. And there's some misconception that if you register a federal company, you're automatically registered to carry on business in every province. That is not at all true. When you do your federal incorporation, you still need to register to carry on business in any province that you operate in. Okay. So when we do a federal incorporation for an Ontario client, we just do it all at once. They don't, our clients don't even think about it. We register them to carry on business in Ontario at the same time as we incorporate them. Okay. So let's talk a little bit then about registering your business. That's a different registration than registering your name? Yeah, exactly. So the third thing you need to be concerned about, and this is whether you're a corporation or much more importantly, if you are a sole proprietor. And most provinces have something similar to what we have in Ontario, which is called the Business Names Act. And again, going to the purpose of the legislation helps you understand what you need to do. So the purpose of the Business Names Act in Ontario is for the public to know who they're interacting with. 
So if a business, whether you're incorporated or not, has a name for your business that you hold out to the public, you are required by the Ontario government to register that. And to not do that is an offence under the legislation. So if you are operating Biz Studio as Lara Wellman, you need to register the name Biz Studio because the world sees Biz Studio as a business. And And I did register the Biz Studio after a conversation with you. Wonderful. (laughs) Such good news. And it's not, it's actually one of the very few things you can do on, on your own in Ontario. And it costs $60 and it's good for five years. So it's actually one of the easiest and cheapest possible things to do. The other thing to know is you can have 10 business names registered to any given person, remembering that a person can also be a corporation. So you as a sole proprietor might have five different businesses that you have going on, or as a corporation, you might have different trade names that you use. Each one needs to be registered. And very importantly, there's almost no vetting of those names. People can object, and there's a process if someone is using a name that's confusingly similar to your name. There's a process that you can go through to try and stop that. But for the most part, there's nobody stops you from registering Coca-Cola as a business name in Ontario. Coca-Cola will sue you pretty quickly if you try, because they have a lot of lawyers watching. But for the most part, you can have as many business names that are similar registered in the same province. Is there a difference, though, between registering the business in Ontario and registering the name? So if I've registered the name, have I done that piece about registering the business? No, two totally separate steps. Okay. And uh, again, because one is about collecting taxes and one is about telling the public who they're dealing with. Okay. And so when I'm registering the business with the number, is that when I go to the government and I get my HST number? That is the fourth step. (laughs) So (laughs) registering to carry on business tells that province that you exist and you're doing business there. So they should be interested in that fact and and making some some money off of you from a tax perspective. But getting your initial uh, and and when you do that, you do get a business number for your Ontario taxes. But you have to also have registered with the federal government either as a corporation or a sole proprietor for a business number, which is the federal business number that allows you to the benefit of paying federal taxes. And then that also forms the basis of your HST number. If you're making over $30,000 a year and need to collect HST. Okay. So there's a lot of different pieces. There are. And I think, you know, you, you've given us some information on, on the places to do that. And we'll put in the show notes, we'll put a little bit more information in terms of where to go for these different pieces. I'm sure I know you've told me some of them before, so we can put those links in to the show notes, I'm sure fairly easily, right? Oh, yeah. And then if people have more questions, because, you know, this is a, one of those topics where it can, you know, for each person, some different questions are probably popping up. We'll put a link to your website, and if anybody wants to get in touch, what kind of stuff, uh, what should they do there? They can go right to our page and book an appointment with us or send us a note off our website to say they'd like to chat about something. We never charge for consultations, so it's easy enough to have a quick call with us, and 
We also do everything at our law firm on a project basis. So if there's something to be done, we give you a quote for that project, and that's what you pay. We're not a hourly rate law firm, so we're a little less scary. You know what you're going to pay up front. But for the most part, you get an awful lot of information and uh, advice from us without paying anything. Sounds great. Awesome. So we'll link to all of that in the show notes. So if people have more questions, they'll know where to go and ask them to you. And it also will have all the links to the places they can go to make sure they're properly, you know, quote unquote, registering their business, which is a little bit more complicated than they might all have thought. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate that. I know you and I have already talked about the fact that we can talk about other topics in future podcasts. There's lots of things to talk about. We really do appreciate your time. No problem. I learned a lot during this interview, and I think that that's the key when it comes to this stuff. There's so many little pieces. There are so many things that we haven't necessarily thought of, and sometimes we just need that other person to be able to give us the insight on whether or not we've done all the things. I even ended this conversation thinking, did I do the Ontario piece of what she talked about? And it turned out that because I've registered my business with the entire government of Canada, I'm good on that front. But I encourage you, if you're interested, to reach out and chat with Megan or one of her colleagues I have put the link to her website in the show notes, larawellman.com slash podcast slash 42. I also invite you to come over so that you can subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher or share any ideas on future topics you'd like to hear about. So again, come on over larawellman.com slash podcast slash 42. And until next time, I'll see you online. <laughs>